Happy 4th of July, Laugh House family. We are on day 27 of the 30-day Bible reading challenge, and I hope this has been as much of a blessing for you as it has been for me. Um, my name is Carrie Jones, and I have the pleasure of bringing you 1 John chapter 2 today. Uh, and before I get started in there, uh, let's talk a little bit about how 1 John 1 closed out. And 1 John 1 closed out with John talking to his flock, to his congregation, and saying that if they denied that they were sinners, they were crazy. If they denied that they were sinners, they were crazy. So then we go on to uh, 1 John 2. But before we go there, uh, the one thing I've noticed with my walk with Christ, and I think uh, whether you've been uh, a Christian, a believer, for uh, the matter of months, years, or decades, the one thing that holds true is, is the closer you get to Him, the more you see where you're missing the mark, the more you see uh, where your sin is. Um, so it's not one of those things where, okay, I'm walking closer and closer to Christ, wow, I am holier than now. It's quite, quite the opposite. So 1 John 2 opens up with uh, this in verse 1. My dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin, but if anybody does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ. So, it's not a matter of if you're going to sin or not sin. You're going to sin. But thank God that we have an advocate sitting at the right hand of, at the right hand of God and by the name of Jesus Christ. So, we sin, we can go to Him in confession and repent, change the way we think to keep ourselves from doing that same sinful behavior, and He will, will stand in the gap for us. Jesus is our defense attorney, and He has never, never lost a case. And that is very reassuring to me, and I, I hope it is to you as well. So. Um, See, then we go on and, and, and he talks uh, about, in verses 3 through 6, about how we should be obedient. And let me read that before I go and dive into it some. Um, okay. Bear with me. And by this we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. Whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments, is a liar and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word in him, truly the love of God is perfected. By this we may know that we are in him. Whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way that he walked. So obedience is uh, rooted in love. Obedience is uh, it's, it's something that we are all called to do. Uh, we should not be just hearers of the words, but doers of the word. And um, we shouldn't be, uh, be obedient like a child because we're gonna get something for it. Or like the employee that works just because he knows he's gonna get paid, right? Uh, or because you're scared. You know, you're doing the speed limit because you see the cop and you don't want him to pull you over. The reason we should be obedient is because we want to be obedient. Because we, we have seen and experienced the amazing grace and mercy that's been poured out on us 
by his sacrifice. And it is the only reasonable thing that we can do is to get to know him in his word and be obedient to the word. So uh, the obedience that he's talking about here is not the obedience where we, we, we are going to get something for it or we feel like we need to do it, but it's because we want to do it. So um, then we move on the verses 9 through 11. And let me read those because this, uh, this is really good. And it reads, Whoever says he's in the light and hates his brother is still in the darkness. Whoever loves his brother abides in the light, and in him there is no cause for stumbling. Let me stop right there. So first of all, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about the word love. Love is one of the most misunderstood and overused words in the English vocabulary. I love it when it's hot and sunny. I absolutely love death by chocolate. Uh, it's a dessert my wife makes. I love very much God's team, the Dallas Cowboys. We use that, but is that what Paul's talking about here? No, not hardly. Uh, Paul is talking about a love that transcends any of those. And I'm going to read to you a quote from Tony Evans on this. And it says, Seek a, a, a loving a brother or sister is this, to seek to comprehensively and righteously meet his or her needs in a way that brings glory to God. It is not the mere expression of feelings, but an expression of something higher, something eternal. You see, this is a... This is a concept that rings through all through the New Testament. Uh, it's impossible for you to love a God that you don't see. If you cannot love men and women, brothers and sisters who are created in the image of God that are right in front of you. We are called and commanded to love our brothers and sisters. The other part of that scripture that I want to bring your attention to uh, is the second part of verse 10, and it talks about causing another to stumble. So what does that mean? When I was reading this, I thought the stumbling was, uh, if, if I said something, or if I did something, or I posted something on social media that caused my brother to stumble, my sister to stumble, and that stumbling is a movement away from God. That's what I think he's talking about here. So we have to be very careful that we watch our language, we watch our behaviors, and we watch our social media feeds uh, to make sure we're, we're doing things that unite us, that edify us, that don't divide and weaken us. Uh, then we go on to uh, verses 15 through 17, and John talks here about what the biggest roadblocks are to us maturing in the faith. So let me go ahead and read those. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. So. 
He talked about several things and he categorized things in three different categories for those, th those, those potential pitfalls that we can, no, they're not potential pitfalls, the pitfalls that we fall into, okay? Uh, the first was lust of the eyes. Um, and, no, the first was lust of the flesh. And that is things like gluttony. You know, God gave us food and we should enjoy food. And if you know me, I love to eat food. I absolutely love it. But the excess of that is not what God's called us to. Uh, sex. Sex is a beautiful thing. Absolutely beautiful. In the proper context, which is marriage. Sexual immorality is not that. So those are two examples of things that are the lust of the flesh. Uh, lust of the eyes is when you are desiring things that are, aren't yours. Oh, look at that car. I need that car. That house. That woman. It's wanting something that belongs to something else, someone else. And then lastly, the pride of life. And it's living to impress others. And that's not what we are called to do. We're not called to impress others. Uh, so, verse 17, which, uh, and I'll read it one more time, and the world is passing away along with its desires, speaks to the fact that everything that we see here, all the things that we could gain, all the physical things that we could gain, they're, they're gonna pass away like vapor, like a mist. And uh, there's something so much better that's gonna last for eternity, and that is fellowship with God along with your fellow believers fellow brothers and sisters. Uh, and then lastly, verse, verses 18 through 27 speak about uh, the, you know, those that are against Christ. And verse 23 specifically says this, no one who denies the Son has the Father. Whoever acknowledges the Son has the Father also. And what this is telling me is we need to look at what unites us. What are those things that we have in common? You know, there are core principles that we're always going to hold on to. And uh, those are the things that we have to uh, strive to find. Because God's church is the hope of this world. And, uh, and, and the united church is the expression of uh, the power of God. And it's the unveiling of the mystery that was hidden for ages. So uh, that's uh, 1 John 2. Uh, how can you uh, apply this in your life? I would say there, there are several things you can do. The first is uh, to continue reading God's Word and pray that you will have the desire to obey what you read and what you already know. Because we are called to be doers, not just hearers of the Word. Secondly, we need to sacrificially love our brothers and sisters in Christ and make sure we don't cause them to some stumble. So when I use the word sacrificially, that's exactly the word I wanted to use. We gotta love our brothers and sisters in a way that it cost us something. Sacrificially love your brothers and sisters. And then thirdly, um, I think we all should examine ourselves to see if we have anything in us that is slowing down our maturity or stopping our Christian maturity. Do we have those things like the lust of the flesh? Are we, are we living in a, uh, in a situation that isn't pleasing to God? Uh, do we have the lust of the eyes? Are we always looking for something better than what we have? 
Um, and do we have that pride of life? Is positional power uh, and, and, and social media prowess what you want? If those are, are the, at the top of your list, those things are your idols. So uh, it's been really good uh, being a part of this 30-day Bible challenge. Um, and hopefully uh, this is going to go on some more. Hopefully this is blessing you. Uh, let us pray. Dear Father, we just thank you. I thank you, uh, I thank you for everyone that's listening to this message right now. Uh, Father, we love you and we submit ourselves to you. Uh, Lord, give us a desire to just dig in into your word each and every day. But also allow us to be gentle with ourselves when we mess up and just get back on that horse again and dive into your word. But even more than just studying and reading your word, Father, allow us to have a desire to be doers and not just hearers. Allow us to, to obey what we already know. Father, we would be a mighty army if we as a church would just do that one thing, obey what we already know. So I just ask that you work in all of us and start with me, Lord. Father, I also ask that um, you allow us to love one another sacrificially. Father, you have given us the perfect example in, in your son, Jesus, who loved so much that he gave his life for us. And no greater love has a man than if he gives his life for his brother. So Lord, let us sacrificially give of ourselves to our brothers and sisters, not expecting anything in return, but just doing it because that's what our Savior did. And lastly, Father, examine us. Search our hearts, O oh Father, and call out to us all those things that keep us from you. We need you, Lord, more now than ever. I thank you for this time that you've given us. I thank you for this day. I thank you for the, uh, the barbecues and the memories that will be created on this July 4th. Father, I just ask right now that you are with my son, Benjamin, as we celebrate his birthday on this day. And I ask that you are with every family and every person that hears the sound of my voice and may they create memories today. Pleasant memories. Father, we love you. In the precious and holy name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Lifehouse, it was great uh, sharing with you. I love you and I can't wait to see you again.